Hey, welcome to the Others podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny, uh, coming all the way from Helsinki, Finland. Uh, joining me, as always, my co-host, David Travis, all the way from New York. What's up, David? What is going on, everybody? Hope everyone's having a good month so far. What's up, Steve? All good here, all good here. Getting ready for Christmas. Let me tell you something. I am getting ready for the holidays and... Um, what I need everyone to do right now is if you guys have any ice creams that are for sale, just don't let me know because, uh, I'm spending too much money on that so far already in the month of December. So we're going to X that out right now. So if you have any ice creams for sale, stop sending them, stop sending me DMs about it. But if they are for sale and they're cheap, then DM me. Yeah. You, Penny needs some. I'll take them. I'll always take them. And if you're feeling really generous with it being Christmas and all that, then do feel free to just send them my way. I'm always uh, always happy with that as well. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to stay together. You know what I'm saying? So I need to that pull up a, that collection. I need to catch up. That that was a reference, by the way. Stay together. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Ding ding ding. <laughs> ding ding ding. So. All right. Well, let's start with. Um, I think firstly, just feedback from the the first sort of trial episode that we put out uh, a week or two back and just a massive thanks to firstly everyone that listened and then everyone that like got in touch with myself and david via email comments on the website had some comments today in fact um dms all over the place uh my instagram has never been so busy and so popular i gotta tell you i was very very happy on the response that we got from everyone. That was the second reference, by the way. No more. Anyway, I was very happy about the uh, the, the responses that we got. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely not. I did not know that all that was going to happen. So thank you to everyone that's been positive about everything. We've been getting nothing but positive feedback. So definitely thank you to everyone that's been listening. And me and Penny are going to take this to the next level right now. That's all I got to say. We are not fronting, so... No comment. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, to reiterate that, yeah. A big thank you. I didn't expect to get so many messages and, and things like that from everybody. I'm not going to try and remember any of the people that messaged me or you. There's been so many. Um, there's been, yeah, there's been countless. Oh, my gosh. Even people that I'd never interacted with before um, that I think followed mutual follow followers of ours um, got in touch and stuff like that, so... Yeah, yeah, really positive response. Um, thanks for all the feedback. Keep it coming. Um, and where possible, if you can, you know, share the podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever you uh, you hang out, then, then do that as well because that's how we how we get the listeners. And that's how more people find out about this and that's how we'll, we'll grow this and hopefully be able to bring you, you know, bigger and better things over the coming weeks and months. And not for nothing, Penny, you've been uh, really pushing the shit out of this man so thank you to you too man you've been going crazy on this so that's that's awesome so big shout out to if i if i had like a clapping button i would say big shout out to penny he he definitely is uh pushing this thing to the next level man so thank you that's for you but i've got nothing else to do in my life so i've got to occupy myself with something <laughs> so so what are we talking about today man what's, what's right. going on 
we're we're going to ease our way into this whole uh, this whole video review type thing that we've talked about doing. We're not going to start with a Pharrell or NERD track, but we're going to go right right back to '98, mm. and we're going to start with "Super Thug" by Oof. Noriega, beast of a track. And I think this is probably like the first Neptune's track that I was aware of i don't think i knew it was a neptune's track back at the time but this is kind of one that i i remember from all those years back let me tell you everybody knows that that was the starting point at least for the the mainstream audience for for the neptunes huge that song was huge huge yeah definitely because i think i think the couple of years before that you had like swv and mm-hmm. Total, and you had the Mace track as well, um, and obviously Mace was kind of hot around that time. I'm not a fan of that "Looking at Me" track, actually. Oof, I love um, that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that song is. Uh, I think that song is highly underrated. The the hook annoys me. I don't it is know annoying. What it, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it just annoys me, and I've never really gotten into it. It's I should maybe I should maybe go back and listen to it again at some point, but but I think like '98 was kind of the year that. I think things really took off for for the Neptunes as a kind of production duo, just you know working by themselves. You know, you got the early clip stuff, Brand Nubian, mm. uh, Praz, the Locks, and then obviously uh, the Noriega stuff as well. It's it's crazy because as I was telling you before, you know Noriega's from Queens, so we were always a fan of his you know, mainstream stuff, but he had a lot of underground stuff that, you know, a lot of people haven't heard. So we were already following him from the very beginning. When, when Super Thug came out, it was something different, you know, on many levels. It was, it was a, it was a simple beat. It wasn't anything crazy, but yet, you know, in the clubs and everything, it definitely hit hard. It was one of those that, that was just, wait a minute because back then it was it was a lot of the puffy and the and the locks and you know that was the whole rough riders so when you heard something like that from just that one person it was like holy shit what is this you know i think a lot of people were driven to that just because of that the beat from the beginning so for sure and that beat is like you say it's it's simple it's got that kind of guitar riff that goes all the way through it but it's instant. There was nothing. I don't think there was anything else around at that time that sounded like that. It's just instantly you can recognize it. Now you look back at it and it's a classic Neptune's sound. That guitar, 100%. and you've got the very early um, kind of like kind of sounds in there. And that was that Pharrell signature. Like Ooh! that yeah. was awesome. It blows my mind for that. It was. It was crazy. Yeah, there's a few of them sort of layered in there at sort of a slightly lower level. Um, and I, I kind of went back today and like watched the video over a few times. And just because I haven't seen the video itself in, in years and years, it pops up now and again on YouTube, I think, when I'm sort of scrolling through stuff. But I actually went back and watched it properly. And yeah, yeah. And, and I, I kind of picked the track because obviously it is that early Neptunes. There is that Queen's kind of uh, link that there as well with 100%. yourself. Um, but also the just the song in itself. I think there's still a lot of um. It's it's like a classic track, but it's also a slightly strange track in terms of like lyrically. 
Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the lyrics over the years have been kind of cleared up and talked about. But when you actually recite those lyrics back to yourself, it, it still sounds like really, really strange. Even like straight off the bat where you've got, um, how does it go? We light a candle, run laps around the English Channel. Neptune's got a cocker spaniel. It's just like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's like, and lyrically throughout the thing, it's like, Nori's, I like Nori. He, he's not the, the cleverest of wordsmiths, let's say. But this is, yeah, just lyrically, it's, it's, a lot, it's like that a, a lot of the way through the track. Even if, even if you look at the video itself, you know, they didn't have, you know, they were like, all right, you know what? We're just going to go to the desert. You know, we're just going to go to the desert and we're just going to just shoot a video. Now, were they really in the desert? Probably. I, I don't know. But, like, you didn't see things done at that time like that. A lot of people were showing the, the you know, the, the cars and, 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 the, and, you know, the flashy girls and the money. You know, some of that was definitely in the video, but it was a, it was a different take on it, I was gonna say you know, it, it kind of it gets that way as they go through as they go through the video. Yeah. So talking about the video directed by um, Chris Robinson and the track itself, we'll you know just give you the quick stats: thirty-six on the Billboard Hot One Hundred in mm-hmm. the US. Fuck knows where in Europe, probably nowhere in any of the charts. You think? Number, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It probably got in there somewhere, but I've got no idea. And I, I wasn't gonna sort of search around the internet trying to find out. And then. Uh, Number one on the Billboard Hot Rap singles. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys have that kind of chart thing in, in the US where you have the overall Hot 100, whatever you And then call we break it, it down. And you break it all down by genre and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So at and, least it, got to, it got to number one somewhere, at least. And, and let me tell you, you know, me being from Queens, Nori being from Queens, you know, we heard that a lot on Hot 97. Over here, we have Hot 97 in New York. And that was being played on Hot 97. The song would end, and then it would start up again. And then the song would end, and it would start up again. And you knew it was a big deal when Funk Flex is dropping bombs all over the song. You would hear the helicopter, you know, Jackson here, what? And, and you just kept hearing the bombs and Pharrell and the bombs. And it was, it was awesome. So us being like a part of that whole thing in Queens was a big deal because a lot of the times, you know, you don't hear a lot of the rappers from Queens, you know, really making it. You know, you had the, you know, you had the, um, you know, Run DMC, um, but it wasn't, you know, in the 90s, there really wasn't somebody that was taken over from, from our borough. And Nori was just, the fact that he linked up with the Neptunes, it, it was a big deal. So props to Nori on that, though. Seriously. He's the man. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and just kind of looking back at some of the older interviews around this track and him talking about how he um, linked up with the Neptunes, you know, there were a lot of people telling him not to do it. So I saw him quote, he, a quote from him, he talked about Big Tigger telling him not to mm-hmm. work with them because the beats were all a bit samey and had a sort of similar sound. And there was someone else that was telling him... Um, like not to not to jump on any tracks with them and stuff. Yeah, they were they were deemed like weirdos, and it's it's funny after that song had dropped and it became famous and popular, a lot of people wanted that sound for their their own song. I remember hearing like uh, ODB and Ludacris saying like we want 
super thug. We want that type of beat. So that was almost like a staple in the in the hip hop community, which was which was huge because like you were saying, a lot of people were telling them, Don't do it and they did it and look what happened. And the song still knocks today. Yeah, for sure. I would say it's yeah, I would say it's it's definitely besides banned from T V, it's definitely one of Nori's top three songs in my opinion. Most definitely. And even yeah, playing it back earlier on, I had sort of had some headphones on and I just kind of caught myself just sat here just completely oblivious to the video which I was meant to be watching and taking notes about mm-hmm. and just getting back into that song again and that says a lot for a track that came out in like you know 20 odd years ago we're talking about now man are we that old for, yeah unfortunately yeah i was in high school when that when that song came out i might have been in the in the 10th grade and hearing it i remember this is probably one of the easiest songs to play on the piano. I remember listening to that, like, oh, wow, this is, this is so simple. But simplicity went a long way with that, 100%. Uh, and I remember hearing it saying, man, is that guy from Queens? You know, like, uh, he lived in uh, Lefrak. That's the, the housing complex in, in Queens. That's called, it's called Lefrak. And then, you know, everybody had their own buildings. It was Iraq and Shire, all that stuff. And we didn't believe there was a dude from Queens partnering up with, you know, then a the Neptunes, it was it was crazy. So, um, like you said, listening to it now makes me want to just bring it back. I don't play it a lot at parties and stuff, but I think I'm gonna hop on that. I gotta get it edited first. You need the clean version. You yeah, we gotta to get drop, the clean version. Drop that, that into a Christmas party somewhere. Yeah, I can I can see uh, us ending a party with at an old folks home with that. All right, <laughs> Super Thug last last song of the night. Jackson here, what? So if we go back to like the the kind of premise of the uh, the video, as you say, it doesn't really tie into the the song at all in any way. The song's just quite braggy, and it's kind of a, a I guess a typical standard hip hop sort of song lyrically. Mm-hmm. But the premise of the video is they they seem they seem to have escaped from prison. As him, two guys he's with, they're in like jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. In the desert, somehow they've obviously been arrested and imprisoned in the Middle East somewhere or North Africa or wherever it may be. Fuck knows how and why, but that's where they are. Right, right. They look like they've escaped. They're going across the sand, sand dunes with a map of some kind. They come across some nomads in the desert, as you do. And then <laughs> those nomads kind of give them some clothing, take them to a house of some kind. And they're then suddenly dice. they're uh, they're just living the dream. Like like uh, it's funny. Later on in life, when I went back to watch it, I was like, oh wait a minute, was that Chad? I didn't even recognize him in the video. I'm like, wait a minute, who's that guy with the glasses on right there? Not knowing it was it was his you know his partner Chad, but did anybody else recognize that the first time around? Like, wait a minute, that's Chad over there. I double taked uh, earlier when I rewatched it, and I knew they were in the video. But I couldn't quite remember exactly where. And yeah, I can't, you see him from sort of the left-hand side come across, he's wearing that like green kind of mm-hmm. coloured Hawaiian shirt and you're like, oh yeah, shit, that's Chad there, yeah, yeah. And you got Frell on the other side with the big like yellow glasses that he was sort of wearing at the time quite it's a lot. It's a sign of the times. Yeah. Now, now, Penny, did you, did you know, um, I'm, sure if, I'm sure a lot of people maybe they did did not know this, but the song is almost, there's an interpolation in it uh, where it's Blondie's a heart of glass. Um, on the Pharrell hook. On the Pharrell hook, yeah. So that's a, 
just so you know, interpolation is where they take not the the beat, but just the, the lyrics, and they kind of uh, use it as you know something in, as their own twist. It was also done in um, Nelly's Hot in Here, uh, but we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, that that's a harder glass uh, from Blondie. Um, Classic song. That was another reason why I liked it, and me being a DJ, to be honest with you, every time that part comes up, we we try to mix it in with uh, with Blondie. It, it doesn't really work, but. No, because it has a, it has like the same melody, doesn't it? Obviously, the lyrics are quite different. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, different. Yeah, yeah. That was actually um, on my list of notes. Yeah, to uh, to mention that part. So you beat me yeah, to it. That was uh, that that was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, us being DJs and stuff, we 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 hear that right away as soon as you. Oh, that's from this song. That's from that song. And uh, it actually went it went with the song. It went with the song. Same thing happened on um, uh, Let's Get Blown. Uh, Snoop's first verse, looking at the ladies, all of them fly. Same thing. That's another interpolation, but I guess we'll talk about that on uh, podcast fifteen or something. That's on the list. Yeah, it's there somewhere. Yeah. So, um, do you remember where you were when you first heard the heard the song? Oh man, no, no idea. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. It's just one of those that I just have memories of hearing, like in the late nineties, early two thousands, when I was you know, about the same age as you. Well, I'm a year older, maybe. So just kind of coming out of high school and mm-hmm. starting to go to to clubs and and stuff like that. And yeah, I do remember hearing it at clubs. So it would have been like the late '90s. And as you say, like DJs just playing it, then just playing it again, and that just mm-hmm. guitar intro just sort of on loop almost all the time. How is it perceived over where you are? Was it huge? Was it eh? Um. Not huge, just because hip hop was still hip hop wasn't as kind of commercial or as popular as it is now. Um, well, not just in the UK, but across the globe. Like in right. the UK, there was yeah, there were hip hop clubs and stuff. And the late nineties, it was just starting to become popular, or very like very popular. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until like the early sort of two thousands when it really sort of picked up, which kind of right. ties in with a lot of the Neptunes work in themselves. Um, you know, you look at, I think it was 2002 maybe when he was doing like, well, that, sorry, they were doing like, I'm a slave for you and tracks like that. and For Britney Spears, right? Yeah. And I think that there's some stats. I think it's similar in the US where on the main radio stations, the sort of national ones. So in the UK, it's like Radio 1. You know, mm-hmm. like some like 40% of the tracks being played throughout the day were Neptunes produced. Some ridiculous number like that. Yeah, I think it was a forty-four percent, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to dig that stat out. But uh, that's yeah, crazy. It, it, something stupid like that. And you think, obviously, there are playlists for radio stations, and they play a lot of the same stuff between you know across the different shows. But to have forty odd percent of the tracks throughout a day, yeah, Neptune's of yeah, yeah just from a production duo is is ridiculous. A lot of the times when people ask me about, you know, how come I think the Neptunes is one of the greatest, you know, producing team ever, I always bring up that stat because I don't think it's ever been done before, to be honest with you. you know, to have out of 10 songs on the radio, almost five of them are produced by that team. That's huge. Yeah. I can imagine if you go back a few years to the 80s and you look at like when Thriller was out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, say Quincy Jones. And, and you had, yeah, and you obviously like, just had back-to-back Michael Jackson stuff like all day, and yeah, Quincy Jones just killing it. 
then yeah, you probably had that then and maybe go back to some Motown stuff where you had a lot mm-hmm. of the same producers working on a lot of the same stuff, maybe. But if you look at the radio now, like you you'd never get a producer now, no matter how no. big they were, mm-hmm. just banging out that many tracks that are that popular to be just played in constant rotation day in, day out. And it's crazy because they had a lot of things, a lot of you know tracks that they did not release so i can only imagine and some of their unreleased stuff is even better than their release stuff but i can only imagine if that stuff was uh you know was um was brought on to the table how much more of the percentage would have been on the radio um now let me ask you is was super thug i I could be making this up was there a released unreleased version of that like a early version that was released. I could have sworn I heard it. Ooh. It was almost like a rough, a like rough a de- edition. Like a demo. Like a demo. Yeah, possibly. I'd have to go through. I've got like a discography here, a couple of discographies of like all the Neptune stuff, including like demos and unreleased. If anybody has that, send it. Please send it to my my, my way. Seriously, because I, I could have sworn I he- I've heard one. I could be making it up, but uh, please send that my way. If, if there's a, a demo version, I, I like to collect that type of those things from Pharrell. It, it makes mm-hmm. uh, playing the piano on it a little bit more interesting. So, and I think Janet Jackson also sampled Super Thug. Yeah. So there's, it never got released though. Right. Right. So it was I can't remember the name of the album, but it was actually a Neptune's produced track for one of her albums, where they resampled the Super Thug beat. But it never actually made made the cut, if I remember correctly. Super Thug is uh, if I had to, if I had to put up five songs that changed the music world that came out with the Neptunes on it, it would definitely be that's a definitely top five, along with obviously grinding. Um, uh, what happened to that boy? You know, Super Thug is definitely is definitely up there, one hundred percent for sure. And you know it's you know it's a hot beat when again, I kind of I think I'd heard this story before, but I saw it again, you know, reading some stuff earlier. But you know it's a hot beat when Michael Jackson wants to jump on it. When you yes. when you've already record when you've already laid down the vocal. So uh, Nori tells this story in an interview where he's they've done the track. I I think the album may be out already because this was the second single off of the. Uh, N-O-R-E album. So I yes. think this, I think the, the album is already out there. From what I can remember of the story, he's just chilling. Pharrell actually calls him and he's like, you know, what's up? And Pharrell's like, yeah, that beat we've sold you and we've made that song for. Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson wants to uh, actually take that and jump on it. Uh-huh. I totally forgot about that, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but then those, those, those are weird Michael Jackson times because that is around the same time when he also passed up on all of well his people passed up on all of the the justified the stuff Justin Timberlake well. joints yeah yeah was it was it was Senorita or like I love you it was actually most well most of them were it was written most of the... with, with Michael in mind because right. been, I think talks between the camps that the Neptunes were going to do some stuff. And there were a couple that we have definitely specifically for him. But again, from, from the memory I have of interviews and stuff that I've read, they kind of made some demos of all of them and sent them over. And the, the Jackson camp said, ah, sorry, we're actually 
going in a different direction with you know with what we're doing what a bad mistake let me tell you that's almost like adidas passing up jordan yeah can you imagine a michael jackson pharrell neptune's track i'm already a michael jackson fan already yeah so Michael Jackson on, on, let's say Michael Jackson on Like I Love You and that dance routine, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, exactly. That would have killed <laughs> it. That would, uh, Justin, Justin did his thing, but Michael Jackson on that would have been crazy. Even Michael Jackson on Super Thug. Can, you, can, can y'all imagine Michael Jackson on Super Thug? I don't know what they do with that, because that beat goes like so hard. Is he just going to sing over the whole thing? Or? I, I don't know. It's like a hard beat. That, that's a rapping yeah, that's a rapping song. You can't be like in the Philippines. You can't be doing that. <laughs> it's just not happening. For <laughs> <laughs> this mic, he would have killed it. I know he would have. We all would have sure. been buying it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It would have been like Super Bubbles or something. It would have been called. <laughs> <laughs> Mike would have killed that. Michael Jackson's my dude. Leave him alone. Uh, love Michael. He's a he's a random story of uh, my love for Michael Jackson. We're going off on a tangent again now, as I think we probably will do on every every podcast we record they like but, that. um yeah but like my um i don't think my mum ever saw michael jackson but my mum was a huge fan so i grew up with michael jackson but my auntie was an even bigger fan of michael jackson and she saw him a few times in london and Lucky. had like the original vinyls and when i was a little kid she gave me some of the tour merchandise and stuff and i don't know where it's gone but it was a long long time ago so i, I obviously love michael jackson and then when i lived in australia that's when they announced the um this is it kind of tour, or whatever, tour. whatever we were calling it, um, where he was going to do the 30 odd shows um, at the O2 in London. Mm-hmm. So being the, the nut that I am, the idiot that I am, I actually bought, you know, a number of tickets and I was going to fly from Australia back to London the day before the gig, stay with a friend, see the gig and then fly back to Australia. Just, just so I could, just so I could see him. That is, man, let me tell you, that was in, because he had, um, what was that, in like 2009? But I'm, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. It goes in this order. Uh, number three is Pharrell, two is Jamiroquai, and one is Michael Jackson. So uh, I was trying to get tickets to the This Is It too. Obviously, it never happened. But um, he had had a show here in 2001 that I tried to get tickets to. and. Uh, I saw the uh, the price of the tickets, and that was the end of that. So sorry, Mike. Yeah, not happening. It, it was, was one no of those things where, that night. yeah, like they're obviously billing it as his last tour, and where it would have been, I don't know. But yeah, I was kind of determined to to get back and see him no matter what. So yeah, I bought the tickets and was just literally like only an absolute idiot flies literally from one side of the planet. To the oh, other, crazy Michael Jackson fan. and then goes I back again it. a couple of days later. But funnily enough, when I moved house uh, last week or the week before, whenever it was, I actually found the original tickets for that gig. Because Did you? Because obviously he died, and the I can't remember who it was promoting. It was AEG or somebody. AEG. Yeah. Um. They did a thing whereby obviously they would refund people's tickets, but. If you want to keep them as like commemorative items, you you could do mm-hmm. that. So I think I sent one back and got a refund, but I kept one and then also ordered some of the tour merchandise which they'd already produced. So I've got like a couple of t-shirts like still in the 
the packaging and stuff and i've got the ticket there still you gotta show me that one day yeah i need to get that framed and get it up on a wall and stuff i told myself uh i would definitely go see michael jackson uh when i got older but you know unfortunately sooner or later it all came crashing down so that didn't happen so sorry mike but Mm. things are getting better so Damn, what number are we on now? Yeah, I don't know. I've been killing it so far. Oof. I, I, I really been... I'm the perfect defect, bro. I really am. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going in. <laughs> All right, let's... let's so we've, anyway, gone off on a, we've gone off on a wild <laughs> tangent now. Let's, uh, let's try and rein ourselves back in. Um, so where should we go? Yeah, let's talk about some of the, the weird and wonderful lyrics on this track. I mentioned no. uh, a couple of bar... Well, a bar earlier, um, which is kind of always left people slightly puzzled and again i looked back earlier and looked back at some some interviews that nori had done and actually some crazy interviews around that he he, there was a time just after that where he fell out with pharrell for whatever reason yeah and he actually talks about that line neptune's i got a cocker spaniel about pharrell being gay it's really, I heard that. It's a really, really weird interview. The interview's from like 2005 or something. I'll try and dig out the link again later on and put it in the show notes. But yeah, yeah he, he's obviously very angry at this time back in 05. And uh, he, you can tell he's kind of making the story up because none of it really ties in with mm-hmm. what he's saying. Because right. he, say, he says something along the lines of he's referring to Pharrell being gay. People have told him, people from Virginia have told him Pharrell was gay. So he says he found out this information after the video shoots. Right. But that would already mean the song was already recorded. Done, right. Yeah, so like the timelines don't really fit in. So you can see yeah, it does, he's it just... It make sense. You can see, yeah, you can see he's just being a bit sort of, you know, angry and shitty about something that, that's going on. And then in later interviews, he talks about how it actually refers to a gun. You know, he backtracks. He's challenged over his comments about Pharrell because they're obviously then back together at a late, this later stage, recording again. And he goes back and says, I didn't really mean it. Um, I'm, the lyrics refer to a gun, in fact. But, yeah, nice, Noriega. Yeah. Very nice. But I think just, just those, as we mentioned earlier, just those sort of lyrics themselves, if you put those lyrics in front of any normal, sane person, they would, uh, I think, bemused would be the right word to describe how they would feel, I think. People they, they... will look at it and be like, what is going on right now? But you know what? You don't get lyrics like that today. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It's, I guess back we don't, then... But we, don't, at... we don't get lyrics now, though, do we? We get mumbling well, now. You took the words right out. If I got to hear one more, skr skr or skr skr, <laughs> it's... Uh... I'm sorry. I know it makes it sound old, but... If we thought the lyrics, if our parents thought the lyrics were bad back then, I don't even know what, what is going on half the time right now. I really don't. What are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? What's skirt skirt? Yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff that's, that's around now that I listen to it, and I, I just think there's too much codeine involved in this song. I literally cannot understand a word that, that they are saying. And again, that, pro- that is a sign that we are getting old, because I know... It definitely the, is. These artists are popular. They do sell millions. They do tour the world, and times change yeah, and all hate. that sort of stuff. But it's it's still just I find it bizarre. But when you like you're saying, when you look back on the on the Super Thug lyrics, you can really if you read it, you would literally be like, what what's what's going on right now? You you would. 
and I guess that was the lyrics also went with the beat because it was almost like, what kind of song is this? You know, the beat is weird. The lyrics are weird. You know, the video was weird. You know, Pharrell and Chad both look weird what they're wearing. It was just a weird, you know, thing. But I guess that's what makes that's what makes the song. You know, and we've not even talked about the the hook yet, which is just what what over and over again what? repeated. What 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 what? And again, I, I watched watched an interview earlier on on YouTube of him talking about that, and he was talking about how he was in a studio with Nas and some other people, I think, and they were all quite sort of chill, and he was very, like, as he is, quite, let's say, energetic. Um, and they were kind of, like, you know, giving him the side eye, like, who the fuck's this dude? What's, you know, what's up with him? And he kept saying, like, what to people? Every time they looked at him, he was mm-hmm. like, what? 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 And then and they made really, a song out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they made a song out of what? That's, what? What? That's creativity what, for what, you. What? Well, it's it's funny. For us, for some reason, the best part of the song is the intro. I don't know why. And the intro is weird as well in itself. It's, exactly. We never knew what he was saying when he was like, uh, uh, "You found uh, Manuel Noriega." We never knew what he was was he saying. I'm like, what? What is he saying? Um, it wasn't until later on I was like, okay, Manuel Noriega. But that whole thing in itself is, once again, it's weird. But that was our favorite, that was our favorite part. That's the only time you really heard the Philippines being mentioned in the song. There is a line um, a bit later on where Nori says, again, this is a, a lyric that doesn't really actually make sense. But he says, like, yo, from New Orleans, LAVA to, to Queens. To Queens. The I-95, now we hit the Philippines. But it's like... Mm-hmm. You can't drive the I ninety five doesn't Five take doesn't you to the Philippines, to... <laughs> my friend. I don't know. I'm not from the US. I don't know where the I ninety five takes you, but I'm fairly sure it doesn't take you to Asia in any way. But right, and 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 when we heard that part with the queens in it, you know, we would always turn the radio down at that at that one part. You know, anything with queens in it, we were always all right, whatever. And you know, from BA to Queens, it was. I wish I can go back to that time. And just be that that David again, listening to that, um, because like we said before, you know those times are they're gone. You know that was when the that was when the producer of the song was just as important as the lyricist on the song. You know now, all right, nobody really knows who produced it, and the song is a uh, it's a one hit, and then you're good to go. You know that song was on. I don't know about where everyone else is from, but that song was on Hot 97. For about ten years, Funk Flex had like ten years worth of bombs <laughs> dropping that that song. When we never got sick of it, and then you know, obviously there was nothing, you know, that was you know with that. So you know, the list goes on and on, man. But that was a that was a good track. I think that um it it should never be overlooked. Um, and I'm curious to see what everyone else thinks of the you know the song too. And when when you guys listen to this, I definitely want to know. Yeah, definitely. I'd recommend people go back and there are some really shitty quality videos on YouTube, but but yeah, go back and, and give it a watch and, and give it a listen and let us know what you think as well. If there's anything that pops out, any weirdness, anything interesting. That was like a BET um, where we have over here, BET was uh, when they actually played music videos. That was one of the videos that was always on BET. You could turn to BET anytime of the of the night and I was on there. You know, it'd be BET after dark and they'd be playing Super Thug. 
<laughs> strippers would just be stripping the super thug. It's it's crazy. We got think, we got. I think strippers still be stripping the super, the super thug. Th- yeah, super thug. I think you're right, honey. When when you come up, we'll we'll, we'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have super thug. I, I think uh, I think super thug is um, like I said, it's definitely on my top five of songs that put Neptunes where they are now. So yeah, for sure, and certainly as we mentioned earlier, it's got to be that one that um really catapulted them into that kind of commercial uh getting commercial radio play and club play and and i guess putting them in front of other artists as well i think you know once you produce a track like that right to be fair like before that obviously they're working with like teddy riley and black street mm-hmm. and yeah who are you know huge in the game and teddy riley massively respected but i think once you produce a, a banger like that then as you can see from the list of the next kind of few years of all the artists they work with, it just just starts to kind and of just, snowball. And, it, and there, a lot of people compare it to Super Thug. And, and like I said, when, when you play it, when I play it on the piano, I think it's like three notes. So how do you make a song with three notes and yet it's so, it's almost like it's, it's so good that people want it there. You know, Ludacris, I need a Super Thug, you know. Um, you know, ODB, I need, I need a super thug. And it's three, I think it's like two or three notes, and, and it does not switch up. You don't have like a great Neptune's bridge in it. It's three notes. And we're talking about it in 2017 still. For sure. 20 years later, yeah. It is, a, it is certainly a classic. 20 years. You got to stop saying that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not depressing in the slightest. Yeah, no, not at all. Twenty years, and I was, ugh, that was a high school. That was high school, David. That was uh, Air Jordan, Snow. I didn't even think ice cream. No, ice creams weren't even out around then. No, no, no. Wow, that. wow, that's like season negative five. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we're gonna date things from now on? There's no like 2000 BC or anything like that. It yeah. Be... Okay. We we got it. We have to do it that way. I think that's gonna be the others type of of thing. Man, I'm gonna get fucking confused. So am I. Yeah, what year was that? That was season two. What season are we in? But I think, like, looking at our lists here, I'm looking through some of the ones we've got listed to talk about. Um, and it won't be very long until we're actually up until the early BBC stuff. So, lots of BBC and ice cream stuff to come in a few weeks' time. I think we're we're gonna cover everything. Yeah, for sure. I really feel like we uh, we're gonna go down the route of. Production videos, streetwear, sneakerwear, yeah. you know, uh, piano talk, keyboard talk. What kind of keyboard? What was the keyboard that he made that on? I think it was the. I think it was a Korg. It's the O1W. I think that was it. And a lot. He got a lot of his sounds and snares and kicks and I think that's a the the sound a harpsichord. I think it's called. I could be wrong. Clavier harpsichord is the sound on the chord that, that gives you that. And they use that sound for a lot of other songs. I'll leave you to look up these nerdy technical facts. Yeah. I, I actually have that, that, that keyboard. It's on there. Um, if I had access to it now, I would, I would show you. But I hated that sound when it first came out. I grew, I grew to love it after a while. I thought it was very bad. Like what, like, what is this? You could have picked another sound, but... Today we know it as the the classic Neptune sound. I think that they should make at least one more song with with that sound on it. I'd always think if if I won an obscene amount of money 
on the Euro Millions lottery that they have here, and I, I was in a position whereby I could have a, a track produced for me, just for me, not that I would rap or sing on it, obviously, but just... What, what you call it, I've not got that far thinking about it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, if I had like unlimited money and could have, have something produced like just for me that you know, I know is just for me to listen to, it's not going to get released anywhere or anything like that, there would be like certain criteria right. that I would ask for. And obviously it would be produced by the Neptunes, but there would be, it would probably end up being an atrocious kind of thing because all of the classic sort of sounds all mashed together, I don't mm-hmm. think it would work. But yeah, that sound you talk about would be on that list. It would be on that requirements list. I'm not a fan of going back. I know a lot of people, they need to go back to this. They need to go. I'm not, I'm not to be honest with you, I'm really not a fan of that. Like once it's done, it's done. Move on. A lot of people sometimes like, oh, they need to go back. This just sucks. It's, it's like, it's, you know what? It was, it was so good because that was a time for it. You know, who was to know that that would survive till this day? It would among us. We love stuff like that, but. You know, unfortunately, you know, we're such a small population in the huge music world, it wouldn't mean much. So I'm not really a fan of that, but I agree, totally agree with you. I would definitely want a track made for me with, with those sounds. That kick drum, the snare, um, I, I totally agree with that. I would be interested to see how, how a sound like that would work with a modern artist. Today? Yeah, on a modern track. It, was obviously, it would be arranged differently, and you would have different production... Um, processes and tools and which rapper would you like to see on that oh if you had to get one of today i I don't know who's who's big today (laughs) um what did the kids listen to you know what i don't think it could be one of these skirt skirt rappers i I think if if you're gonna pick like a big name i guess kendrick like ken kendrick obviously kills those pharrell beats and he'd kill it any beat so Kendrick well, yeah mm-hmm. Kendrick would be one but I'd be interested to see somebody somebody like Drake I guess who can do the I was gonna say that who can like who can rhyme but can also do a hook and can sing uh-huh. and vocalize and I think that'd be quite interesting that'd be pretty cool it, it was it would uh it would set the world on fire but you know people would be negative about it well you put Drake on it you know you can't be going back and getting old rappers and I don't mean old as in like age old you know old as in you know today's you know you can't go back and get them on the track it just it just wouldn't work i think though i think those two would probably be the best to be honest with you but even like you, you think like even like eminem oh go one man he you know he'd you know you think of like eminem on a super thug he would beat. smash that for sure your penny that's actually awesome he would he would did eminem have a did he work with the Neptunes? Mm, uh, I don't think no, so. No, not that I can think of. There was some, you know, Royce Five Nine tracks back in the day, but I don't think M was on any. Not that I can recall. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I think he has a new album dropping too. Eminem. Yeah, it's uh, it's due out in a couple of weeks, I think, isn't it? You ready for the any uh, idea album? It's pre-ordered. It's pre-ordered in every format that is humanly possible. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I've spent a small fort. I haven't bought any music in years. I have Apple Music. I just stream uh-huh. everything. I don't buy anything. 
but this is the first thing that I've bought in a long, long time. And yeah, I bought the sing the the lemon single on some limited edition vinyl, which today I realised is being delivered to my old address. So I need to try and work that out somehow. Oh no, you better do that like yeah. after this. And then uh, the album itself, I've ordered on vinyl, on CD. I've also paid for it digitally as well. So yeah, we're gonna have to uh, review that when that drops. I'm excited for it to be honest with you. Yeah. I think, like we said in the I, last podcast, I've I've avoided it. I'm still avoiding it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got the two s- songs out available now um, on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff that you can listen to. Um, but yeah, it will be. It's only a few days away now. Let me tell you, um, I'm going to listen to that. I always buy um, the CD. That's just something I do. Any anything that comes out that I really like, I'm always going to buy the CD. Obviously, you know, Apple Music games and stuff like that, but I'm definitely going to get the vinyl because I still have a record player. I still have a turntable, so I'm definitely going to do that. I'm really excited about it. If you guys uh, get the album, definitely put up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a hashtag. I want to see everybody with their nerd gear, nerd sneakers, you know, next to the, next to the album. 100%. That's going to be huge. Yeah, and we want, huge. We want some... Um, I don't know when we'll review it. Like, it's probably... Probably a good idea to do it in a timely fashion, so maybe we'll drop it in right. somewhere in the coming weeks. But um, but yeah, if people out there have got like comments and thoughts on certain songs and certain beats and stuff like that, once it comes out and we've all listened to it, then I'm ready for then, it. Yeah, send us some messages and we'll like we'll include some of your comments and feedback on the album um in the podcast as well. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I think the I think the the others are ready for it. I think the world is ready for it. Um, so I guess we'll, uh, I'm really going to listen to that and I guess we'll talk about that in the, uh, in a future, um, podcast. I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll fit it in somewhere. So Super Thug, uh, I give it a thumbs up, man. Production, video, uh, lyrics, everything. I, I, I think that is a, uh, thumbs up. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's a track that's like a track in a video that is all over the place. It's it's a weird mm-hmm. one, but it's it's a but it makes it's sense. a great one, yeah. When you kind of put all those things together and you look at the time and you look at the people involved and and what it kind of led to, yeah, it, it's it's got to be up there as a classic. Uh, you know what? Out of five mics, would it, you get, was that a source? Yeah, source yeah. five mics. I give it a I give it a five, man. That song, one hundred percent. That 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 whole album, I give a five. That was the first vinyl I ever ever bought. Oh, really? The NRE album. album? Yeah, because I had a lot of vinyl, but there was singles. But I remember that was the first actual vinyl that was an album that I bought. So it, it definitely means a lot, to be honest with you. So I'm giving it a five. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it like, yeah, a four to five, I guess, yeah. Are there going to be any songs I'm going to give a one to? There's a couple of songs I don't like. Yeah, I've ones. got a couple on the list that uh, I'm looking forward to bitching about a little bit. Oh, man. You know what song I cannot stand? Go on, get, get it <sighs> out of the way kill now. Me for this. Y'all going to kill me for this. Yo, I hate the song Beautiful. Really? Yo, I hate that song. Oh, controversial. I'm sorry. I I hate that song. I still bump that most days. Oh my god. When I hear it, I wanna jump out the window. <laughs> that bad. I listen to me. But hang on. When I need y'all. No, no 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 hold on. We're on what are we now? We're on like week one really. Beautiful is listed as week six. So you, oh, I'm gonna, man, you got like five gonna, weeks to write some notes. I'm gonna rip that apart, and in five or six weeks' time, you can 
vent as much as you want and we can get, oh we can get deep into that song oh man <laughs> obviously people that one people are listening they can't see your face i can see your face and you're not happy that one and uh keep it player yeah yeah oh yo why was that even on the album like who who said i'm not gonna talk about it much but who was like yo you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna put this on the album. This is great. Why was that? Get that out. There was so many other like unreleased joints that could have been on the album. Keep it player. It was like, what? Yo, keep this, keep this in the garbage. Like, what? What's going I, I on? I don't mind the beat of keep it player. Oh, yeah. Every time I, I listen I, I know, to it, I, I think am I high? I know what you mean. That was another one. I just did another one right there. I'm not. I'm not keeping count hear? anymore. I'm just ignoring <laughs> them. I'm just. People on Instagram can count them, which people have been doing. So they have been. Every time I'm not alive, when I heard that song, I definitely wanted to drop it. Like it was hot. Like, what is this? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give. Anyway. I'll give you my one that I'm looking forward to bitching about. Which Go. I think, by the looks of this, we're on week 19, so we're a few months away yet. Hot and fun. <gasps> Penny, I'm stopping the. I'm stopping the podcast. The podcast. I'll, t- I'll talk to you later. No man, I can't. What about that? Don't you like? Okay, can't, we wrote this for a purpose. Can't be doing with what? it. I'll give you my one. Ba- oh, we're, again, we're tangenting here, and this is also awesome. we'll talk about like, we'll talk like about this in a few this. months. But my one beef. Well, I've got a few beefs for that song, but my one main one is uh-huh. Nelly Furtado. Man, she fucking annoys me. I her I'll face, her that. voice, just her I give her persona, her in interviews. She has that weird thing where she has like a nervous laugh, and no matter what anyone says to her, she just laughs at it. You could say I was like that with Gwen Stefani. Yeah, you could say that there's a kid that's just been run run over outside by a truck, and she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yep, yeah, man, she fucking oh." Do Do you know? Um, sorry, I was reading a. Uh, I got a uh, direct message coming in. Uh, do you have one more that you really hated? I'm just looking through the I gave you list two. here. If there's any others that I can, uh, that I can spot that I really don't like. It's like. okay, Neptune's fans to hate a Neptune song. Like people, I love everything. Like no, don't do that. Oh yeah, don't yeah, do that. I hate sure. people. I hate people when people do that. There's none on the, no others on the list. I'm just trying to think if there's. Some actual ones. I'll, I'll I'll get back to you with my yeah, my other I ones. Definitely, there, there are that's gonna be, there are a few. I can I I have like ten of them where I'm just like I don't wanna I don't ever want to hear this ever again. But yeah. we'll talk about that another time. And I'm I'm just hoping that at no point this podcast actually gets back to Nelly Furtado and she wants to appear on here because that would be can you imagine that'd be very awkward. Yeah, that'd be bad. I'd be like, oh, what hap- happened was. Um, I've, I've really know, listened to it know. since, and it's actually grown on me. And uh, yeah, I used it for one of my. Uh, I had like a uh, my brother made like a Corvette demo, and uh, that was the song he used. It was uh, it was pretty dope, but that that's crazy to hear that somebody really doesn't like that song. Mm. Which is which is awesome because I don't like Beautiful, so I guess we're. I know I'm gonna get crucified for that one, but I really don't care. Yeah, and that's only a few weeks away as well, so. And and that song is like deemed the number one most like one of the most influential Neptune's tracks. Songs and the hook ever. and it's I- everything. Iconic. The video, yeah. Mate, you, I don't know. You need, to, you need to start writing that. your notes now, preparing oh, your yeah, arguments. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm ready for that. We're uh, about to, we're going to get into like a, a debate session. Let's do it. Oof, this is going to be great. All right. Well, that's um. 
that's everything for Super Thug. I think that's all of our weird and wonderful tangents. Um, mm -hmm. We'll wrap it up there because we are nearly hitting the one hour mark. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm another another successful one in the books, Benny. Yeah, man. Be the man. Another one in the can. Again, shout out everyone: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's been uh, hitting us up. Keep sharing the podcasts. Um, we're planning loads of stuff like behind the scenes at the moment. So there's lots of really good stuff to come. So yeah, just stick with us. And like we say, keep sending us the feedback, the comments, the suggestions. If you Thank you so much. Yeah, if you want to jump on here with us as well, we're like always more than happy to get other people involved. Um, so yeah, just hit, hit us up. Um, you can find all of our social media stuff at Others Podcast. That's others with a Z, because that's how the cool kids do it. And if you're from New York, we say others with a Z. <laughs> English, we say Z. But yeah, you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you want to drop us an email, there's also otherspodcast at gmail.com for now. There's also otherspodcast.com, where we will post the episodes to stream, as well as the show notes. And there's a comment section there. Shout out whoever it was that left a comment for me earlier on, uh, which I haven't replied to yet. So yeah, just get in touch any way you want. Um, you can find me across all the, the usual social media platforms. Um, I am Steve R. Penny. And David, where can people find you? Man, it is King of Creams. C-R-E-A-M-Z. With a Z. Z like... There you go. Or uh, the um, the ice cream reference. I'm doing a lot of updates on that, too. Uh, so that's ice creams with a Z, uh, 101, both on uh, Instagram and obviously the other podcasts as well. Great stuff. All right. Well, that's it from us right. for this week. We will hopefully speak to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Peace out.